0: Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Linda Falis. I asked Linda to be on the podcast during the month of October because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Every year, Linda walks and prays for Team Hope, a group of women with bre- who have breast cancer. Linda is wife to Don, and they have three kids and five grandkids. She was a preschool minister for 19 years and now volunteers in various ministries in our church. Linda, thank you for being here today.
1: I'm glad to be here, Taylor.
0: So will you tell us how you got started walking for breast cancer?
1: Well, in 2006, my mother passed away from pancreatic cancer, and I was grieving her. And it had been a year since she passed away, and I was still grieving her, and one of my volunteers in my preschool ministry came to me, a young mom, to tell me that her breast cancer had come back, and it just hit me really hard. Um, Jennifer had been a part of my ministry almost from day one and was just one of those key volunteers, and she had two young children and a husband. And I was so upset with about Jennifer, and I just wanted to do something. I think it was from my grief for my mom and then the grief of Jennifer. It was bad. It was metastatic and not going well. And I was reading or looking through a women's magazine, and I opened it up, and there was a full-page ad for the Avon, and I'd never heard of Avon doing breast cancer walk. And it was a two-day walk. And it so it was a marathon, 26.2 miles at that time. And you had to raise a certain amount of money. But when I started reading through it, I thought, well, I can do two days. And I can certainly walk (laughs) 26 (laughs) miles. Little did I know how far that really was. (laughs) But when I went through it and looked at it, Avon at that time did six walks across the country. And the one in Texas was in Houston. And the dates were April 4th. 2008, and my mother would have been 80 on that day.
0: Oh, and I just felt
1: like God was telling me, "This is what you can do, Linda. This is something you can do to help others." Yeah. And I already knew I had the gift of encouragement. God had revealed that to me, so I thought, "I'll do it. I'll do it," and everybody's going to want to join me. Uh huh. But
0: but they didn't. (laughs) But they didn't. Well, it sounds like you got started in this to process your grief. Is that right?
1: That's correct. I really think I did because. At that time, I just really was in a slump, kind of a depression, and I started walking. I had to start training right away because this happened in December, and the walk was at that time, I think, it, well, April 4th was my mother's birthday, so mm-hmm. it had to be been the 1st of April. And I had to gear up to do a marathon.
0: It's not a lot of training time.
1: Yeah, and I'd only, up to that point, maybe walked two miles well, at a time. Wow. Had no idea what that meant to walk that far.
0: Um, well, and there's a, quite a few places that you can do these walks for breast cancer. How did you land on Avon other than just seeing the ad for it?
1: Well, that ad keyed me into Avon. And then as I got involved in Avon that first year and saw where the money went, mm-hmm. I was excited about what the, where the money went. They always told you every bit of the dollars where it went. And I looked at Komen because a lot of my friends had done Komen. Komen always did these big walks in Austin. They do them all over. But when I went to do the research where their money went, they sent a good amount to Planned Parenthood. And I just could not.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yes. I could not give in good conscience or help raise money. Yeah. Although uh, they do a lot of good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, if you know where your money goes. And I did. So I couldn't do it with them.
0: Wow. So how long have you been doing these walks?
1: I'm gearing up for number 13 Wow! at the end of this month.
0: So do you walk alone or do people join you?
1: (laughs) Like I said, I had this vision of I called myself Team Hope, and that was the women I was walking for and people that would walk with me. And the thing was, people would want to walk with me Mm -hmm. because they thought everybody thinks they can walk, but they couldn't raise the money. They didn't want to ask people for money, and that was what kept people from walking with me. So. That first year, I walked by myself with a thousands or whatever, two thousand uh-huh. other women uh-huh. in Houston, and my husband and son followed me in the truck. They didn't even want to walk. They didn't walk. They played music, but they didn't walk. And they brought me—I think they brought me a Slurpee the second day when I said I can't go another step.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep going. Here's a Slurpee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, they didn't walk with me. Uh, eventually, over the years, my daughter would join me walking and my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And that was precious. And then I had a dear friend, Amy, who worked in my ministry. And she and her daughter started walking. And they officially, Amy officially walked and raised the money, too.
0: So who's walking with you this year? Anybody? My,
1: well, my husband, Will, and my friend, Cheryl. Cheryl, hey, when it started... Avon joined American Cancer Society in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so now I walk for Avon and American Cancer gotcha. Society. And it's in Dallas and uh, my friends Cheryl and Bill and Don will walk for sure. Hopefully other people might walk with Still me. Still
0: trying too. to convince a few. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any unique stories from these walks?
1: Oh, Taylor, there are so many and I call them my God story through God sightings. Uh, one of the years, Because I'm older and maybe a little bit heavier than I should be. (laughs) Walking a marathon is hard. Mm -hmm. You get up, you walk 13 miles, you go to bed, you get up and walk 13 more more or 13.1 miles. And I think it was in 2014 or 15 that it was the last day, probably the last two miles, and I fell. I have to walk, watch my feet, and we're walking on streets in Houston and yeah. sidewalks. Uh-huh. So it's kind of rough terrain. Yeah. Well, I just fell. And when you're my age and you fall, you don't jump up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You just <laughs> lay there to assess what's broken. Oh, gosh. And Kelly's running, and my daughter's running to get her dad who's in the suburban driving. And this young man and his girl not a girlfriend, I think it was just his friend, helped me up. And start, and I, his name was Jared. I met him and it was so sweet. He helped me up. And we, anyway, i I finished the walk and Jared became kind. And I think we took a picture. Was it was at mile 11 the second day, um, with Jared. And then the next year, and then we're, we're talking thousands of people. Yeah. Um, the next year I'm walking and I had talked my, daughter-in-law, Julie, into walking with me. And again, people don't realize you really have to train. Yeah. You can't just jump in you and walk. You just show up and walk 26 miles. But young people think they can. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So Julie was walking with me and I could tell she was struggling. And there, and there were Kelly and some others with us too, but they had trained a little bit and knew what was going on. The second day, and we stopped at a stop sign. And, and Amy, my other friend, my friend that was walking with me, actually noticed that Jared was right behind us. Oh. And so he started talking to Julie, and he and Julie talked all the way with the re- and got her through to mm-hmm. the, and it was at the same place where I'd fallen.
0: Oh, that's that had sweet. to be God. I oh, mean, I really be. believe
1: that was God. I mean, there's lots of stories like that, and I like I could probably talk forever. Oh, about please those share things. another one. Let me think what another story might be. Um, oh, this is kind of not good, but good. In 2016, I think. That was all my kids were walking with me. That is your son? That is my son, okay. not Kurt. Kurt wasn't walking. <laughs> and I, anyway, the second day again is the hardest. Uh-huh. And I'm walking in and I'm really I'm aching all over. And I, I was praying. I said, God, I know my body is failing me. I really did. And I said, What's going to go first? I really thought that. What's going to go Gosh. first? You, you start to think those uh-huh. things like it's going to be my hips, it's going to be my knees, what's going to go? But anyway, I finished that walk. But that year, I mean, that summer after that walk was in April, one of my knees really stopped working. Wow. So I finally saw an orthopedic doctor, and there was bone-on-bone. But actually, both my knees were bone-on-bone. So I had to have it replaced.
0: You've had both knees replaced? Just one. You've had a knee replaced, and you still do these walks?
1: Yeah. That is
0: incredible. That's the Lord.
1: I haven't done a marathon since then because the walk has changed to three miles now. Still. I know. I know. And the other one's bone on bone and I haven't had it replaced yet. But God said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to have to have that replaced. Well, I had it replaced a month out from the walk, and I couldn't do the walk that year. So Kelly and Taylor and— Your and daughter and uh, granddaughter? our daughter and granddaughter walked for me. Oh. I followed them in the car. We, Don with, has a playlist that uh-huh. he plays— and he follows us as we walk. That was in Houston.
0: I love that. Yeah. Okay, so you've mentioned Team Hope. Will mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about what that team is, who it is?
1: Well, initially, and I love the way way you look at it as the big picture. Initially, I think of Team Hope as the people that are walking with me and helping me raise the money. But there's 103 women now on my list. You know, I started out with Jennifer and I had my mom on the list, too, but I didn't officially put her on because she didn't have breast cancer, but um, 103 women. And I, there's two now that I'm praying for that are probably going to be on my list, too, that are right now. One's in M- MD Anderson, and another one is, um just had a double mastectomy.
0: So how do they get on the list?
1: You know, Taylor, they've come from so many different places. Some of them are relatives that I find out about. I mean, we've got an aunt, Don's Mm -hmm. 90-something-year-old aunt, and her daughter on the list. I have families on the list. Mm -hmm. I have friends that will come to me and say, I've got this friend. And there's people that I know that I've come in contact with, and I'll go to them. I don't just automatically put people on the list. Mm -hmm. I say, this is what I do. Is it okay with you? If I put you on my list, and that your name might be used sometimes, I don't use last names usually. But,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so they've come from all different places, and it's
0: only women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer.
1: Yes, it's only a that seems to be what God's telling me to do yeah. is the breast cancer uh, diagnosis because there's so many different kinds of breast cancer, so many different stories. Each one of the women has a different story, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, some are with Jesus now. One of my dear friends fought it metastatic breast cancer, which is when it spread for 29 years wow. and passed away in 2019. Wow. Yeah.
0: How have you seen the Lord move through that list? Well, you
1: know, as I pray for them, and I pray all year round for them, I, I believe that some of them have had people come to them that, that know the Lord. Um and he just puts them on my heart. And I write him notes and send cards. I do a Christmas card every year to all of them and write a hand, handwritten oh. note. Uh, some of them have told me how much it is meant to them. Uh, I just have to believe God's using my prayers to minister to them.
0: Yeah. And you told me a story about a wedding you got to go to recently. I mentioned...
1: That the reason I started was because of Jennifer. And Jennifer, this is a different—I have two or three Jennifers on Uh my list. Jennifer was a volunteer, and I I pray for the whole family. Jennifer passed away the year that I started walking and left behind a, a dad, I mean, her husband and two kids, and I would pray for them. And three years or four years later, her husband, Jimmy, remarried. And I went to the wedding and I cried most of the wedding, but to see him happy, and I know Jennifer would want that. Yeah. And then her daughter got married oh, a couple of years ago. So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. See it, that full circle moment mm-hmm. that you've gotten to be a part of. I've had seen and that with
1: others too, like the Jennifer I mentioned that passed away in 2019. Uh-huh. They, She and her husband had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And um, they were our next door neighbors in Arlington. Anyway, he remarried to not like a month or two ago. Wow. I didn't go to the—I wasn't invited to the wedding. It was just a little—but I, I knew that life goes on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, that's sweet. Um, so what have you learned from your years of doing this?
1: I've learned to listen to God a lot because it is takes a, an emotional, not only a physical toll, but an emotional toll on me. And um, I'll pray, God, do I, you want me to keep doing this? And He always encourages me some way, either a note from, because I do get notes from the women, yeah. a note from somebody, or some way He has encouraged me. I've learned to listen to Him, and I've learned that you're never too old to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And... He cares, and I think he cares for all of us, and I'm just grateful that he cared enough for me to show me a way to help other people.
0: Oh, that's cool. Well, and you've learned a little bit about the statistics and Mm -hmm. how important it is to have early detection. Is that right?
1: I have. um, Early detection is very important. A lot of women's lives are saved by that mammogram because things don't show up. Monthly self-exam is very important. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've learned from some of the women that, that I'm walking for, you know, do it, say, the first of the month, every month, every month, every month. So
0: then you know every time.
1: Yeah. And, but the, the thing about the mammograms is they recommend right now, and I even checked with American Cancer Society a couple of days ago. The current recommendation is at 40, you get a baseline, mm-hmm. unless you have family history. Cause this, okay. some, there's genetics in some of this. Yeah. So if you have a family history or different things that have happened in your life than earlier, the hard part is dealing with the medical insurance thing. But I say you're your best advocate. If you have to pay for that mammogram, mm-hmm. it's not that much. And there's some clinics that go on. Yeah. You can look for those, uh, self-examination mammograms once a year faithfully mm-hmm. at the same time no matter what's going on <laughs> covid you know the pandemic uh-huh. your insurance it's worth it it's worth it yeah. you know it does save lives wow. and you know i didn't realize it was so prevalent till i got involved in this you know you one in eight women are diagnosed i didn't
0: know that
1: yeah so there's a good chance that somebody and when i said i had families in here i have the mom with two of her daughters or three of her daughters That are on my list. Wow. I have several mom and daughter because of the genetics. Yeah. I had one um, mom. No, it was a daughter that got it. Then her sister chest tested positive for the... There's a gene. Mm -hmm. So she went ahead and had a... Can you imagine the courage to have a mastectomy when you don't have breast cancer? Wow. But the chances are that you're going to. Yeah. It's just... It blows my mind. I can't imagine... Can't imagine. It's
0: a hard sacrifice. Yeah, the
1: sacrifices. We're making... I mean, God's done some things in my own life too, and I, I attribute it to Him wanting me to know uh, what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And once you, you're so young, you've not had a mammogram yet. But once you start having them, there's those times you get called back because they think they see something. Oh,
0: that's scary. They're,
1: it is scary. The wait. And one time, because of a fluke of things, I got called back like maybe two or three years ago. But my, you go to the, at the mammogram and that office calls you. Well, instead of that office calling me, my doctor's office called me and said, we don't deal with this, so you need to see a surgeon. Oh. And they gave me a name of a surgeon. So I was in the surgeon's office before the mammogram radiologist had called me. The surgeon said, I don't know why you're here. She examined me and she said, "You need to have a uh, a sonogram before I see you."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the way it's supposed to happen, uh-huh. but it didn't happen that way. And then, of course, then I went and had that and done. Then your mind's
0: jumping all And this these has taken a,
1: about two weeks mm-hmm. of letting it go, letting it go, <laughs> letting it go. That's what I call it. And there's other stories like that, but it, it, it all was false. Yeah. So, Just yeah. That- at,
0: reminder of the Lord that we have to trust on Him, and we're dependent oh, on Him no it's matter totally, what totally,
1: totally that. You know, you get to that point where, okay, God, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Even if, mm-hmm. even if
1: this is breast cancer, I certainly know all about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be one of them, but I now understand the waiting is the worst. Yeah, Waiting for that biopsy, waiting for the what the doctor wants you to do, or the next, the next, the next. I can't It's hard. It's probably hard on the whole family. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Um, Can you share any stories or ways that you've seen God work in just this whole process of you starting to walk and the walks with the list? Any other stories?
1: Just seeing how my family has reacted to this, um, you know, even though they haven't joined me. One of the sweetest things, you know, I've got pictures of me walk me and my daughter and my granddaughter. So that's three generations. And my granddaughter's now 21. And uh, probably two or three years ago, she was going somewhere with somebody. And they were driving through Houston to the airport or something. And she said, sent me this sweetest text that said, Mimi, I'm here where we do our walk, our walk, she said. Mm-hmm. And I just love how you pray for these women and do this every year. Oh, so I have sweet. to think I'm passing that on. Yeah. I don't think, you know, they don't have to do the same thing I do, but I hope they find something they love to do or want to do or feel passionate about doing for God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, As we head towards the end today, will you pray for women that have breast cancer or families just as we kind of close today?
1: Okay. Well, I keep a list. And I keep it in front of me. I, I when I first started walking, I had it memorized. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was like here. Yeah, <laughs> and now Just it's a few names. A hundred, yeah a few names. So, um, and we have a a scripture. Mm-hmm. I, can I read the scripture and then read the names? Absolutely. Um, I pray that God, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's Romans 15, 13, the New Living Translation. But anything I send to them, I put either write it out at Christmas or something about that. So here are the 103. Jenny A. Samantha B. Bessie B. Cheryl B. Amy C, Jamie F, Cheryl F, Jennifer G, Bonnie G, Brenda H, Don H, Carol H, Jan H, Libby H, Jennifer J, Jane J, Pat L, Flo L, Linda M, Dana M, Marshall M, Marsha Erica N, Tamara O, Christy P, Gwen P, Kelly R, Robin R, Sylvia S, Cheryl S, Rose S, Teresa A, Joni J, Tana W, Lynn K, Emily F, Denine J, Nancy O, Jereen L, Gretchen B, Karen B, Glenda P. Shang Tong. Kara H. Colleen L. Donna M. Wanda T. Gail D. Arla T. Samantha K. Leslie M. Carol P. Andrea S. Stephanie J. Jean G. Patricia P. Lisa C. Eileen A. Ann G. Greta H. Rachel E, Holly K, Janet C, Sarah F, Rita W, Neela B, Louise B, Sarah W, Patty W, Ruth K, Michelle H, Debbie M, Shay B, Sue L, Claudia B, Mary Z, Debbie R, Joanne W, Laurie W, Nancy H., Cecilia W., Deborah S., Muriel M., Renee S., Natalie W., Cindy H., Ellen C., Julie C., Terry W., Karina V., Julie C., Tracy B., Lorena P., Sarah K., Tara Bart, Margaret H., Eloise G., Jessica B., Joy B., Joyce G, Brenda C, Donna J, Sandy L, and Victoria A.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Will you pray for them and then anyone listening that has been impacted by this?
1: Heavenly Father, these names mean something to me, and I know they mean something to other people, too. I ask you... Bring a blessing into their lives and into their families. I pray for those women out there that are hearing this today that have those that they have that they need to pray for that you will empower them to do that and to do something about it. And Father, those listening that need to get that mammogram, that they will go ahead and do it and not be fearful of what they don't know because you know. I thank you, Lord, for Taylor and for her ministry and work here at the church. I ask you to bless the women's ministry and bless Green Acres Baptist Church, because it means so much to me. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Linda. The way that you have turned your grief into a way to minister and bless others is such an encouragement to me and I know it is to our listeners as well. I'm hopeful that your story can inspire others to start their own Team Hope list and walk. Um, As we close out today, we have two questions that we ask every guest. What is something you're loving right now and what is something you're learning?
1: I am loving where God has put me right now. What do you mean by that? In Tyler, Texas. Uh In East Texas. This is the dream. I'm living the dream that I never dreamed. Two years ago, I never thought I'd leave where I was. Mm-hmm. Don and I never thought we'd leave. And God told us, you can live here. You can live in Tyler. And we sold our house and moved. And it's been for me wonderful.
0: I, I love just that. love
1: and it's the dream, like I said, that I never dreamed. Yeah. Being spending time with one of our kids and our grandchild. It's just been great. That's, what is something you're learning? I'm learning that you're never too old. You know, you don't. You keep serving. I've re- really been impressed lately that I'm 71. I just turned 71. That God wants to use you your whole life. Yeah. And there's no retiring from yeah. serving Him. And you look for ways and you do it.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So that's what I'm learning.
0: I love that. Linda, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Equip podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops and follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.